this is Rob Powell and today in Tux Turbo Talks we're talking to Sven Nijs about the 2019-2020 cyclocross season. It's Thursday the 17th of October and while the pro peloton has either started the off-season already or is wrapping it up in China, there is still plenty to be excited about as it is the time of the year that cross is here. And today we're going to talk about this upcoming 2019-2020 season. We're going to talk to an absolute legend in the world of cyclocross. It's the cannibal of Baal, the emperor of cyclocross, the king of the Koppenberg, Mr. Super Prestige. Yeah, you guys guessed it. Uh, it's Sven Nijs. Welcome, Sven. Thanks for joining the Tux Turbo Talks. Thank you for having me. It's nice to talk about cyclocross and all the things that are going to happen the next few months because cyclocross is going to be popular again. Yeah, it definitely is. And I just uh, named all those nicknames. Uh, and maybe for our listeners, uh, just a little bit of an explanation. Uh, two times world champion, nine times Belgian champion, 13 times that you won the Super Prestige. Uh, seven times the World Cup. Um, yeah, I think it quite explains all the nicknames, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite one? Well, no, I, it's actually happening. And, and um, I try to do my best my whole career, try to uh, to win as much as possible. And uh, on a certain moment, yeah, those names, they were created by the press, by the fans and... Um, I just try to uh, to win as as much as possible, and and uh, it's nice to have all those names. It's nice to uh, to um, yeah to to feel that what I done that there is a lot of respect for, respect from from all those people. But um, in the end, it's it's uh, yeah it's 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 respect, and that's that's what I felt uh, by. By the fans, by the by, the, by the press, and it's really nice. Yeah, certainly that impressive career. Um, talking about the 2019 season or 2019-2020 season that's coming up, it sort of already started in a, in the US with two World Cup races. Uh, we've seen that over the last couple of years that it start kicked off in uh, in the US in Iowa and Waterloo. Uh, how do you feel about like the calendar expanding overseas? Well, it, um, I think it's good for the internationalization of uh, our sport that we not only race in Europe, uh, we see also uh, races now in China and, and uh, there is more interest uh, in other continents. But um, it all started when the World Championships were in Louisville uh, 2013. Um, there you saw that there was a lot of uh, potential to do big races in, in the US. And um, yeah, the last years we have two World Cups, uh, two great events in Iowa and, and Waterloo, and um, great races also. The tracks are really interesting to see uh, um, the level of the riders in the beginning of the season. And for me, it's good, and it's good for internationalization, and that's what we need. But uh, the difficulty uh, we struggle with for the moment is that those races are before world championships on the road and interesting from the press um, is yeah is more coming after world championships on the road so that's a little bit the things we need to work on for the next few years that maybe those races are going um, a little bit uh, are they going to move on the calendar and that cyclocross is uh, more 
um, a discipline that um, that starts just after world championships on the road. And do you see also maybe some challenges in the budget of teams to travel uh, overseas and travel to America to do those races? Or well, it's still it's still very difficult because um, we. Yeah, we use our budget to, uh, and and the riders also invest themselves a little bit um, to travel to the to the World Cups in the U.S. That costs a lot of money, but um, I think it's really important um, to invest in our sport. Also, we as as teams, but also the riders themselves. And um, the only way to grow your sport is to. Uh, to invest on, on every age, uh, also when you are a little bit older, you need to, uh, to invest uh, until the end of your career, because um, only racing here in, in Flanders or in, uh, in Holland or, or uh, yeah, in the Benelux, that's not the way how we can grow our sport. So you see it also when riders coming out of the US and they need to come here, they need to invest also. So we as ambassadors of our sport, we need to, um, um, yeah, to, to show the world that we want to improve, that we want to uh, grow our sport. And that's the reason why we go to the US. And um, it's very important to show what we can do over there because all those kids, all those um, fans of the sport, um, yeah, companies, CEOs, they see the ambassadors of the sport race over there. Uh, in the US and that's how passion uh, creates that's how passion uh, starts uh, in, in, in families in companies and the only way to do it is to uh, to travel to the US and, and not only show cyclocross on TV over there and if you look at the calendar at the moment of the World Cup we also have races uh, in Switzerland actually this weekend already uh, in the Czech Republic France yeah. Um, is there a specific race on the calendar that you look forward to most? No, not specific one race. Uh, for me, it's important that we have a lot of races outside of Belgium. Um, and, and yeah, Switzerland now this weekend is one of the, um, of the great events also on the World Cup calendar. And uh, I had some rumors that it's also for them really difficult to... Uh, to have the budget um, for the next few years and um, let's hope we can create also races over there the next few years because it's important that we not only go to the US but also all those uh, important uh, nations that we had in the past they were really popular like uh, Czechoslovakia in the past it's now Czechia uh, Switzerland France Germany Luxembourg maybe um, those nations are also important but I think you need to go to nations who, who has the interest and who has the budget and for the moment you see that uh, the US they had they has the, the budget and they has also the the interest so um, it's important to listen um, and to, to see where where we have options and how do you see the sport develop if you look around maybe closer to home, like in Belgium, in the Netherlands, if you look at like the audience uh, that's visiting the races? Because uh, often you kind of hear maybe uh, the average age is getting a bit older. Do you see, still see a lot of excitement from kids and more kids getting into cyclocross? Or? Oh, for sure. Uh, in Belgium, it's still very popular 
when we talk about young kids that want to, um, on a certain moment, want to be the new Mathieu van der Poel or Wout van Aert. Um, I have an academy myself, and every year um, we try to, uh, to, to teach them. We try to create new passion for the kids. And uh, this year I have more than 600 riders that come to the academy. Uh, also girls, more interest coming out of those uh, categories. But um, cyclocross always going up and down. And um, that depends from um, the riders, the battles we see uh, on TV, uh, in the field. And on a certain moment, uh, the last few years, we saw an um, extraordinary, strong Mathieu van der Poel. And um, you see also that a lot of people say, yeah, okay, after 20 minutes, we know who is going to win the race. And that cost us maybe a little bit more fans than in the past. But um, it's going up and down. For the moment, we have great races uh, with a lot of tension, with a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, great races also in the girls category. So I'm, I'm convinced that the next few years, cyclocross is going up again. More fans are coming to the races. But the interest from the kids here in Belgium, it's still uh, improving. It's still growing. And yeah, that's, that's the most important thing. Yeah, there was one, you mentioned uh, Wout van Aert and Mathieu van der Poel. Uh, obviously, those two names, yeah, we, we can't not mention them on this podcast. If uh, you've seen where they're coming from, coming from the cyclocross and then putting up those results on the road. Um, I want to make a sl- bit of a comparison. If we look at like what they are doing on the road and a lot of the talk now is like, oh, maybe more riders should be attempting the cyclocross during winter. Is that their secret or are they just exceptional talents who can do anything? Well, they are exceptional talents, that's for sure. Um, and it's not easy when you're uh, only did in the past uh, road races and now going to cyclocross and uh, you are going to think that results are uh, possible in that category that's not so easy it's a technical sport Um, it's a lot of explosivity it's a lot of technique running up and down jumping off the bike clicking into the paddles those things are something you need to learn when you are a kid and um, there are some riders who can do it, and I can pick up some names directly, like Alaphilippe, like uh, Sagan, like uh, Trentin, because those riders did cyclocross in the past already. But if you're coming out of road racing when you were a kid, and now going to cyclocross, that's going to be really difficult. Um, you, you need to learn those, those skills really young, but I'm convinced that what we do in cyclocross, that can help you a lot in road uh, racing on the highest level because uh, the tension uh, where we're riding with one hour um, like a time trial but you need to react you need to have explosivity also uh, when you are uh, on a high heart rate Um, uh, the position in the peloton um, climbing those small hills like in, in Flanders, on the Tour de Flanders, uh, Paris-Roubaix, uh, riding on the cobblestones, um, the position on the bike. Um, those things you can learn in cyclocross a lot, and that's what helps Mathieu and Wout also to have good results on the road. 
but they are really uh, extraordinary athletes in total and that's that's the most important thing so is it something you think that we might see for road racing as well people basically going to a different type of training during the during the winter during the off season not only doing those long steady rides but more high intensity work yeah those things i think already happening for the moment uh, because it's always um, like that a few riders are doing something really special and you see now those things uh, with Mathieu van der Poel and Wout van Aert but they do a completely um, different setup to their uh, spring classics and a lot of riders they think now okay but maybe we need to try uh, do something uh, equal but maybe not in cyclocross but on the road and they're going to uh, have more intensity for sure in their uh, preparation in their uh, winter training um, maybe do some running some core stability some uh, um, more high intensity training and not only uh, distance anymore because that's what we saw the last 10 20 years that a lot of riders who wants to be really good in the spring they did the, the the month of november and the month of december maybe some power some core and a lot of distance but um the change is going to be that riders are going to be more going to train more intensity maybe in a cyclocross race but also on training uh short trainings uh, high heart rates accelerations even when the basic condition is not uh, uh ready there and um I'm, i'm convinced that that's going to work and uh, as you already mentioned um you've got your own academy uh, the Svenai Cycling Center um you're your keynote speaker you're also the team manager of the Telenet Belvoir Alliance what do you expect of them in the upcoming season um i think as a team they are doing really well we have uh, the last few races almost four five riders in the top 10 so as a team we're doing really well and the last uh, few uh, details we need to work on and that's going to bring us also on the on the top spot on the first um, podium spot because now we are second we are third fourth fifth uh, ninth but um, there is one guy who is really strong for the moment that's Eli Izerbit uh, he's coming out of another team but um, we are almost there um, it's it's just yeah amount of of time and and uh, yeah i think the riders are ready they are focused and they are ready to uh, hold their shapes until the end of the season and that's what we need because a lot of the important races uh, still needs to come you might need to hurry up a little bit the rides before Mathieu comes back then maybe into the field <laughs> but yeah we know for sure when Mathieu is coming back he's going to win a lot of races uh, but still um, I try to uh, to talk with my riders and they need to uh, to work on their own skills they need to have um, motivation to do the best they can and if they are second behind Mathieu or behind Eli and they did all they could then I'm happy and uh, on a certain moment I'm convinced that we that we can uh, win races and it's um, it's a matter of time 
is that also maybe the main thing that you give as advice to your to your son Thibaut, who is also a really talented uh, rider? Uh, I try to uh, to talk a lot with him about having fun, uh, doing what he loves to do, but not uh, put pressure on him because the pressure is always there, not from the family or the people around him, but uh, outside um, the fans, uh, the press. And that's because he has a name, of course, uh, and because uh, he won a lot in um, younger categories. And now he's the oldest in the junior category. So everybody's saying now, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the guy who, who can win now European championships, world championships. But yeah, we shall see. Uh, he needs to have fun on the bike. Um, and on a certain moment, um, he needs to decide what he wants to do with his own career, with his life. Maybe he decides to do something completely different. But I'm there as a father. And I try to motivate him in, in all the things he wants to do in the future. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice to, um, to share the same passion, to ride our bikes together and to talk about things we love both. And, and that's for me now the most important. Can, can you name the biggest similarity and maybe the biggest difference what he has and what you have in your career? He has more experience than me because I need to learn a lot myself. Um, I had some people around me in the family that did some road racing. But as a cyclocross rider, when, on, on his age, I need to, uh, yeah, to learn a lot of things myself. But now I have, of course, a lot of experience and I can help him uh, doing the right things, uh, make um, not too many mistakes and that's of course really important um, if you see now how many people are um, looking to him um, cameras are there the press is there but I'm, I'm, I'm sure that when I was 16 17 and I saw so many uh, people from the press I would completely go over the limit um, completely in distress and I couldn't have results anymore but uh, Thibaut is reacting really well he doesn't feel the pressure when the press is there and that's completely different than uh, when i was 16 or 17 years all right that's a great benefit of him obviously uh, i want to move on to the tux turbo tux fan question of the week because each week uh, yeah. we've got questions coming in for our guest and this week uh, the question of the week is from sarah schildermans and she wanted to know what is your favorite cross my favorite cross um oh, I I won a lot of races on a lot of really uh, spectacular courses, but one of the most favorite uh, races for the moment is Zonhove. And uh, that's because you need to have a lot of uh, special skills. You're coming into, um, the, uh, we say, the, the, the Kuil van Zonhove, and it's, it's like a football stadium where you go in. It's a sand uh, stroke uh, where you need to use all your technical skills um, to write to write it down, but also to coming out of the out of the curl, and that makes th that race so special. And that's on the calendar for for early December, uh, I believe it is. And it's yeah. always a special sight when people see it on television or wherever yeah. they're watching. It's uh, definitely recommended. But for me, and that's one of the most important things in cyclocross, when a cyclocross race become more and more an adventure where you don't know how you go, 
uh, in and definitely not how you coming out and that depends uh, how uh, the weather is um, the difficulty of the course downhills uphills uh, barriers all those things um, when in one hour a lot of things can happen then cyclocross becomes really special awesome and something really special would maybe be uh, a next Belgium world champion uh, at the end of the season. If you had to name one name, who would that be? Um, well, let's hope there is, uh, we, we have the possibility to, to have a rider in our team uh, to become world champion. And the guy who has the most um, chance for the moment is Tonarts, I think. He was on the podium last year. He is national champion uh, in Belgium. He won the World Cup. So for me, that's yeah, that's the guy who can win world championships in the future and maybe next year. And then on the women's podium, we put Lucinda Brandt on top spot. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, Sven, I want to I want to thank you for your time and yeah. uh, looking forward with us to the to the next season. Uh, yeah. Is there one thing in particular we need to pay special attention to this season? That comes to mind. Oh, that's a question I didn't think about uh, before. But um, well, I think we we need to wait now and see um, if Wout is coming back, uh, if Mathieu is doing uh, his best results directly in the beginning of the season, and if all those things come together on a certain moment. And I'm convinced that's going to be in the end of December. With all the riders who are doing really well right now, the guys from Telen at Balwaze, the guys from uh, Sousa Powells, and um, that's going to be the moment everybody's looking forward. All right, awesome. And we're going to definitely be looking forward to that as well. Like I said, thanks again, Sven, for taking the time to talk us through all this wisdom. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, and that's it for another week of the Tux Turbo Talks podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one as all the others. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Really helps us get the word out about the podcast. This was Rob Bau with Sven Nijs. Stay tuned for a new Tux Turbo Talks next week.